You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. It's Nikki. It's Wednesday, Tuesday where I am. I have to speed date tonight. I am um, much like every single freaking date I've ever been on. Um, I am not looking forward to it. Um, <clears throat> sorry, coughing. Um, I'm just not. Uh, because... A lot of things i'm not feeling that like flirty or sexual or like fun and just like frisky and free that i feel like you need to be on a date but it's also like so many hours away what time is it it's five hours away so i've got some time to get in that mindset um also i'm just like not like people i don't want people to think that i'm like actually looking for love what this is for me it's just a way to open myself up to the idea of it, of, of like just meeting someone. Because when this whole thing lifts, I want to be able to like date and not be so scared to have conversations with men that aren't about work or, you know, that are just like getting to know each other. I just need to learn how to get to know people with a sexual undertone, if that makes sense. So that's what this is. Maybe I'll find the love of my life. I really don't know. Who's to tell you? Who's to tell you? That's not the phrase. Who's to say? <laughs> Which is another way of saying tell you. So maybe they should, they, they should change it. Who's to tell you? Um, but I am, um, and I don't want to like get ready for it. Like I don't want to look cute and like have to, well, I have to put on makeup and like a shirt. That's the best part. I can just wear whatever I want on below. Um, and and also I get nervous when like my friends are watching or other comedians. The truth is, and what I've always found whenever I post something on Instagram or do anything that other comedians might see or judge is that if they're watching it, they're, they, yes, there's a possibility they could be hate watching it and then like sending it to each other and making fun of me. Listen, I've done that so many times with different comics and people screenshotting, sending, making fun of people for being lame or being um, But all of that, and I've covered this before, I covered it last week. Anytime someone is making fun of you, they're a little bit jealous. So any, anyone that, because sometimes I go on my Instagram live, I don't know if you guys have done Instagram live before, but when you go and you look to see who you can add to go live with, you can see who's watching. And at the very top of the list of people, like say I have 3,000 people watching, like which is brag. Um, uh, at the very top, much like when you see on your stories who watches, it shows you like the people you follow who might be watching. So it kind of filters it. And you can often see if like someone impressive, not impressive, but like someone you know is watching. And that's always so humiliating because I like performing for like people I don't know, but people I do know, I'm like, oh my God, they're watching. This is so humiliating. Um, so I'm a little bit worried about people seeing me like date and then watching it and being like, she's not being funny. She's not like, what is this? But what it actually is, and I'm not going to lie, is like, I think I should have a dating show. Like I, I've always wanted to be a bachelorette. I love those shows. I, and I'm glad that I never got to do any of those because I don't think I would have done it the right way. And I think this is going to get me into the right mindset of like being myself as opposed to just trying to be a version, like a, like a more presentable version. 
that I kind of like, you know, based on whatever shows I'm doing, if I go into Rogan or like Stern, I'm trying to be myself as much as possible, but there's also, you got to be on a little bit. And I feel like for these dates, I'm not on. And then if I'm doing like Conan, I'm very on injected with like some of like I am myself, but if I do Conan's podcast, it's a little less like there's certain, there's different versions. This is like pure me. I don't really, I'm not trying to be on so much. Yes. I'm trying to be entertaining and like keep the convo going the convo. There's no convo here. It's just me talking, but you know what I'm saying? Like there's different versions. This was like, this is like on a scale of one to 10 of 10 being the most on like dancing with the stars on where it's like, I'm not funny at all. And I'm just trying to look beautiful on TV. This is a zero. And that's good. That means you're getting the real me. And then like dancing with the stars, like 10. Right. Um, I, yeah, so I'm gonna do that date tonight. My parents are getting back tonight in town. They've been out of town for over a week now and, um, I miss them very much. It's been nice to like be alone though. I mean, even though I was living with Andrew for a lot of it, but I've been alone for the past four nights. I haven't been able to watch my favorite show. I'll be gone in the dark on HBO because it's too scary to watch when I'm living alone. Luckily that won't happen again because they have no plans of leaving town again. And if they do, I'm just going to like stay with my sister. Cause I don't think I can take much more of that show and then like continue living alone. If I ever live alone again, I'm going to have a doorman and like a building with a lot of security, like, <clears throat> because that show is so freaking creepy. It's just going to change the way I see my life. But I've only watched two episodes. Are, <clears throat> there have been three Sunday night. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. There has been, there was a third episode, but I didn't get to watch it because I was alone that night. And I was like, I will literally call 911 if I hear like the TV make like a sound. I guess old TVs used to do that. I guess um, like flat screens don't like make that weird sound that big box TVs always used to make where they'd be like, they'd like sigh sometimes and you'd just be like, what the fuck? But you know, like I've just been, I'm someone who can really catastrophize and I hear one little sound and then I go fucking nuts. But like I said on the episode a while back, talking about the show with Andrew, that's, that's, that's why this show triggered me so much. Cause every time I do hear a noise, I go, Nikki, you're crazy. That's not anyone. And the girl that got attacked in, in that show on the second episode, she talks about how she heard a noise and she goes, you're crazy. You're just hearing things. Who cares? And then he was there. So now when I hear those noises, I'm like, take them seriously. One time I called the cops um, on when my, my dad and my mom was out of town. My dad was at work all day. And my, this was when I was probably like 11 or 12 and my sister was probably 10 and my cousin JD was 14. And we were like all at my house during the day in the summer. It was probably like literally around this time uh, in the same house. And we, someone called my sister went to go get it. And my parents always used to say when someone would call and they weren't there, just say they're in the shower or whatever, you know? So someone asked for my dad, telemarketer, whatever it was. And my sister was like, he's in the shower. And the guy was just like, oh yeah, he's in the shower. Is he all naked and soapy? The guy was just like a creep. I don't know. Maybe he was like a, a, a pedophile or what, maybe he was a telemarketer that was just like, this bitch is lying. I don't know what it was, but he asked my sister that. And my sister being very logical about, you know, how showers take place and what goes on in there. She was like, is he all naked and soapy? I mean, probably. Yeah. She like said yes. And, um, and then she hung up 
and was scared and she came downstairs. We were playing Crash Bandicoot on PlayStation downstairs. And she came downstairs. She was like, you guys, that was a really weird call. And we freaked the fuck out. And we, we convinced ourselves that someone during the day was coming to our house to murder us. We locked ourselves in my parents' bathroom. We got the razor blades from my dad's like, you know, Mach 3 razors. We were just like holding those little razors, like the refillables. I don't know what we were going to do with them, but that was the only weapon we had. And then my cousin JD, like, I remember opened the door and was like screaming at whoever was in the house, even though there was no one in the house. We had just gotten a call, like that nothing was happening. It was like during the day in a, a safe neighborhood and he was screaming into the house, I have a gun, don't you come at us. And like, I was just like, oh my God, it's JD's so cool. And, um, and then we called the cops and the cops came and my dad had to come home from work and it was really embarrassing and he was really mad at us for like getting freaked out. But that's, that's where my brain goes. When I hear a noise now, as a 36-year-old woman, add up all those ages that me and my sister and cousin were, and that's what I am now. And I split into three preteens when, when I get scared. I split into three 12-year-olds, and I conspire to think that someone's in the house now, and I freak out. And I'm, yeah, I would, like, so I'm scared. I don't even set myself up to see scary things anymore in case I call the cops again. Rest in peace to my, fr uh, my cousin, JD, who was like my best friend growing up. It was the anniversary of his, uh, well, no, it was his birthday. Um, it was the anniversary of his birth, uh, July 5th. And I always get kind of sad around, or not really sad. I just kind of remember him and um, he was the best. He was like my best friend and like uh, my older brother that I never had. And we spent so much time together as a kid. It's like so, like uh, all the time together. And he died of, um, I'm not really sure, to be honest, alcoholism, um, pills, a mixture of things. Not really sure of the details, but he is no longer with, he died when he was 30 and um, it was really sad. What was I going to say about it? Um, and clearly I haven't, I don't really think about it or spend much time on it because I'm like picking at my skin right now on my nail because it's making me stressed out even talking about it. But <clears throat> I miss him a lot. And I was really, we hadn't, we weren't, we weren't like, um, we hadn't talked in our later years and I knew he was really depressed and never left the house and couldn't get a job because of anxiety and all these things. So a couple months before he died, I wrote him this like email being like, you need to get your shit together. And it was kind of, it wasn't like mean, but it was like, listen, I know what depression is. I know what being a drunk is. Come on, you can do this. And it was kind of not, and he wrote back being like, I'm trying. Thank you so much for the, like he was sweet in his reply, but I reread it recently. And I was like, you were a little harsh to him, but it did show I cared. Um, speaking of untimely deaths, Naya Rivera, they found her body, I think two days ago. Um, that was really, really sad. Her son, I don't know if you know, she's on Glee. Um, I don't really know her as an actress. I didn't watch Glee. I don't know that I've ever seen any performance of hers. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I truly don't know that I've ever seen her perform. But I did meet her one night at a dinner party years ago, probably four or five years ago. And it was a really intimidating, like, dinner party. It, I don't want to, like, give too many details, but there were just – it was probably the, the a group of people that is the most famous I've ever been around. Like, you know, A-list celebs, like five A-list celebs, and then me, and then 
Um, yeah. And she was there too. And I just remember she was so hot and intimidatingly beautiful and she was really nice, but like, I didn't, there's no reason for us to like talk and get to know each other or anything. Like it was a big enough dinner party where you didn't need to like commingle with each other. But I don't know. Like, I think she felt out of place too in whatever weird way, even though I projected so much onto her that she was like, you know, comfortable. She was like with a date there um, who was another famous. And she was so, I just remember, I can't remember specifics and I wish I could. I wish I could lie and just be like, oh yeah, we talked about this and this. I just remember she was funny and she was nice and really nice. So nice that we, t we, inst we uh, tweeted at each other afterwards or like dm'd each other and we're like it was great meeting you last night i think she reached out to me first i hope i i think that's how it went um i only say that because if i reach out to her first of course she's gonna reply but like that's how nice she was that she like and i was i was a fucking nobody back then like me now i could see how someone might be like hey nice meeting you last night and maybe think that i'm somebody to but i was nobody and, and she still wanted to be my friend and was really nice to me so I don't know. It's just rare that you, she was on like a list of like, whenever her name came up in the past, I would always be like, she was really nice to me. And I was like, I was reluctant to post anything about that because I have a real hard time. And I've talked about it before with when people die, people acting like they were best friends or like acting like they knew the person or making it about them somehow. And um, and I didn't want to post like, I met her one time and she was nice to me. But then I was like, if I died, I would want her to post that. I would want her to do, if, if I made her feel less left out at a party and that was her only interaction with me, I wouldn't want her to keep, I would want her to spread that memory of me on Twitter or whatever. I wouldn't be like, oh my God, cool. Naya Rivera's trying to act like she knows who I am, you know? So that's what I try to do is be like, if they would do unto me and I tried to, or if I would want them to do unto me. So that's why I shared it on my Instagram story last night. I was going to tweet it, but I almost felt like it's, I didn't even want to put it that much out there because I'm just so scared of people being like, Nikki thinks she's cool, which brings me to some cuz. Um, let's get to some cuz real quick. Got some new ones sent to me that were making me laugh. In case you don't know, um, the, the, you don't even need to know what cuz anymore. If you don't know, go listen to the episode called cuz. But if not, uh, here's some cuz. So, cuh. This girl, um, Melissa, uh, she said, oh, this was about my podcast yesterday talking about how I'd write Ben Glebe whenever I smoke weed. She goes, when cuh is the response from Ben Glebe, you'll know that it's time to stop texting him that you're smoking weed. Great point, Melissa. I did smoke weed last night. I texted him and then I smoked a little more and I didn't text him and I kind of felt bad because he did write back to me. He's like, what do you want from me with these? And I was like, I just want to write them out to you. It just keeps me accountable. And he's like, because you've, if, if I'm looking at my texts, you've smoked weed for the pat, you smoked Thursday, Friday, Sunday, and Monday. And I go, I also smoked Saturday, but I was too scared to text you because I didn't want to interrupt your Saturday night. And he was like, okay, well that's like five nights in a row. And I was like, yeah, I know. Um, it's fine. But I also wanted to say I got all my work done. It was at night and yeah, I had, so I justified it, but yeah, it's just keeping me accountable. It's not yet though. Um, okay. Possible alert. This one is from Elaine Carey. 
when a girl posts a selfie and the caption is self-effacing, even though she knows she looks good. Yes, we all know this one. Example, this is her example. I'm dead inside, LOL. Or I spilled an entire cup of coffee on myself after taking this. Oh my God, great examples. Very, very, cut. I have been guilty of that myself. Sometimes you just want to look hot and you, or you like hat, maybe it's not even hot. You just think you look like pretty and cute or whatever. So it's not essentially a thirst trap. It's more of like a, I don't know, a parched trap. (laughs) Like you're not thirsty. You're just like, I just like look kind of glowy in this. Um, And you want people to know. Okay. Here's a, let me see another one. When guys are listening, this is from Ashley Brennan. When guys are listening to music and play air drums slash guitar as if they're impressing people. Yes. We have established this before, I believe, that any air guitar, any singing along to music, any, um, and definitely drums, if it's not, like, for you, it's k. If it's for other people to be like, wow, he can play drum, like, it's k. And that's okay. Maybe you need attention. That's the thing about this. Not all k's are bad. Sometimes people just do need attention. They weren't given enough in their childhood or, you know. It, they don't get to perform every night like I used to. I mean, I can't believe I'm not more curved recently because I get so much attention when I do stand-up every night and was on the radio and stuff, like immediate attention. And now I don't as much anymore. So you would think I'd be a little bit curved, but I've been kind of keeping the curve in my pants. Even though, yes, when I do run outside, I like sing to music, but I almost do it because I think it will look, first of all, I love it. I love like really getting into it and like screaming songs as I'm running, not like out loud, but like mouthing the lyrics, like really emotionally because it just like gets me out of my head that I'm like dying running. Right. And I think I do it because it's, it brings joy to people for people in a car to see someone fucking wiling out on the sidewalk running. You could just be like, look at that girl. She looks crazy. And it like makes people laugh. And they can make fun of me. I honestly don't feel bad. Like I, that's kind of why I do it. Not so they're like, wow, she's cool. Cause I look ridiculous. I just want to, I want people to make fun of me and it like might make them smile. That's kind of why I do it because it is funny to see someone like rocking out in their car or like picking their nose. I mean, all those kind of things. Um, I'm going to go um, do something, <laughs> not smoke weed, but I got to go to the bathroom real bad. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm back. Okay. So I didn't smoke weed, but I will say like in the 10 minute break, I just took to pee and check my email and look at hotel options for a thing and all these things. Um, and think, and then when, as soon as I started thinking about dating tonight, I'm like, God, I want to smoke some weed just because I think it just helps me, um, not worry as much and not freak out. Um, and it, and it makes, it changes my, like it, uh, what does it do? Like, 
I want to think about like what the impulse is when you go, go to the thing that you want to do, whether it's drinking for you, whether it's like fucking someone random, whether it's eating a pint of ice cream or whatever it is, like, why do you do it? It's not because you're thirsty. You're not drinking beer because you're thirsty. So it's not like a actual need. It's like, what are you trying to feel? And it's like, um, just trying to get out of that like uncomfortable state. And, um, and so that's what I just have to like be in right now. Instead, I just picked up a microphone and was like, oh yeah, finish the podcast. That'll distract you. So even this is a distraction, but at least it's not one that is making me have short-term memory loss and smell bad and, um, not be able to hit the high notes in the acoustic version of Cornelia street that I'm working on singing and playing eventually alone. Um, I went to the dentist today, which I love because I don't know. I, I love getting my teeth scraped. And I know some of you just went, eee, ah, you don't like it. I love it. As soon as I learned that like that plaque stuff, you can just like take off yourself, man, I, I, I get in there. Sometimes I use like uh, my tweezer and I just like scrape off the plaque at the bottom because the plaque, when it builds up, it pushes your gum line down and then you have receding gums. So sometimes in between dentist visits, I start to see plaque building up and I just scrape it off and it feels so good when you get a chunk. Oh, I love it. So she was scraping today and she was like, I'm really sorry. This one might be like, this is a little intense because I'm trying to get a piece off and I'm like, show it to me so I can fucking eat it. I'm gross. My assistant also sent me today some, I guess she was at CVS and she saw a wart remover and she sent me a picture of it and she was like, thought of you. And I'm like, thank you. Do you need that? Are you getting it for yourself? Because if you have a wart, um, come visit me and I will cut it out of you because I feel like I could. Unless you're new to, the, unless you, maybe you don't know my obsession with warts, in which case you're probably like unsubscribing right now because it's so gross, but I'm not alone. I'm almost alone on this, but I'm not alone because I follow subreddits. Noah's laughing right now. My producer is listening to this laughing because she goes, here Nikki goes again, because I talked about this a lot on my serious show of the same name, but I don't know if I've gotten into it on the podcast. And I have a whole new set of listeners on this I will um, acknowledge. But you know how like a lot of people like popping videos um, where like you pop zits or abscesses or i mean there's like literal tv shows pimple popper or whatever i don't like that because it's just wet it's like a like popping things makes it like wet like i like warts because they're not wet and you can scrape them out and it's like and that's like plaque it's not wet like i don't want like a gusher i want like i want to i want to like scrape it off like dry stuff so like i love I'm like, if I could give myself a wart, one contained wart on my finger that I would promise if I, once I operated on it, it would go away and it wouldn't spread, I would 100% sign that deal with the devil because I love it. It would be, it would, seriously, I would smoke less weed if I had a wart to just like dig at. Like I, I would love if Andrew used to have one on his fucking thumb. And I wanted at it so bad. And Noah used to laugh at me so hard because I would just like almost be drooling over wanting to get in there and just like dig it out and dry it out and like scoop it out. Um, 
And then I'd be sad when it's gone. So like, I wouldn't be a good wart doctor because I would just treat them in ways that would make them come back so I could dig them out again. Even my mom, my mom, I always like, I'm like, can I look at the bottom of your feet just to see if there's anything for me to like go at? Because I remember she had one planter wart one time when I was a kid and I was obsessed with it. And she would, she would always be like, ow, ow, what are you doing? And I would like poke it with things. I was like a fucking sicko, dude. I still am. But like I said, I'm not alone. I'm almost alone, but I'm not alone because there's a whole subreddit called warts. And I'm on that thing every day, not on it, but like it shows up on my feed because I'm subscribed to it. And it's all people either talking about their treatment of their warts or asking about like, what should I do about this? I hate this. It's not going away. And then there's sickos like me that are like, rip it out and bite it. And like, I, I love when I see those comments because I'm like, oh my God, I'm not the only one. Why do I like it so much? So um, I don't know how I got onto that, but here we are. Um, I'm single. I'm dating tonight. Uh, God, I know I keep going back to that, but I really am feeling anxiety about it. Even though a week from tonight, Tuesday, this is on, I know that you're listening to this on Wednesday, but a week from tomorrow, last night, Tuesday, I'm doing a big TV thing and um, I should be so much ner more nervous about that. But instead I'm like nervous about this dating thing, even though I know I'm going to be in a good mood after it. And my parents are getting home during it. Like I, I go live at nine central time and my, I just called my mom and dad. They're on the road coming back from Michigan and they get in at nine. So I'm like, you're going to walk in as I'm speed dating, which I want them to. I wanted them to be here so bad. I'm, I bet they're going to take their time and get in after it. I don't want to be alone for it. Like that's why it was so easy to do last week because Andrew was here. I always want to bring my friends and my family on dates with me. Like, let's just cut to the chase. Like we'll be alone eventually, but like, let's start out in a group, you know, with people I'm like comfortable with. Um, so my parents might drop in and I think that'll be fun. Like to, for the, to, to date in front of my parents. I don't know. Maybe I'm just scared of being alone and I should just do things alone, but I don't know. We'll get to that. Like I said, my ex-boyfriend came over last night to watch normal people, which I cannot believe how much, how funny it is that we picked that show to watch. We knew nothing about it. All I knew is that Andrew told me it was a good show and that it made him cry. I knew nothing of it. And then we started watching it, me and my ex, who we started dating um, in 2013. And then we broke up in 2014. Like a year later, we broke up because he wouldn't say I love you. And I was like, I, I want you to say it. And he's like, I really don't like say that. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, I just don't say it. And then which, you know, that's a whole other fucking can of worms. And I broke up with him because I was like, well, I need you to say it. And if you're not going to, bye. And then like a day later, I was like, never mind. I don't need to hear it. And then we got back together. And then he eventually said it because he did. He just didn't know it. And then we broke up again, like a year and a half later, because I, I was not very, I wasn't a good girlfriend. Not, they didn't cheat, but maybe even worse. Uh, and then... We got back together and then we broke up again and then we kind of got back together and then we broke up again and then we never really got back together but started sleeping together again and then we stopped sleeping together and then we haven't slept together for like over a year at this point and we just remained friends and um but it is weird watching this show because the show normal people is about a couple over what i'm only on episode eight i think and it's been like five years that we've watched this couple get put together and get not back together and 
I, we both, it didn't dawn on us until the last episode when they were like kind of talking about to each other, they're friends at this point. And they're talking to each other about their relationships that they're currently in and like the sex that they're having in their relationships. And we had just like, he came over and we had just talked about dating and he was like, so what's this? So how's the online dating go going? Cause he saw my Instagram and it was a little bit like, Oh, I was like, Oh, you know, I'm just like trying like to put myself out there. And, um, it was kind of like an awkward conversation, but not really. Cause like I said, we haven't been romantically involved for over a year. So it's like not that vibe, but it kind of is. Cause we both acknowledge that we like are still into each other and attracted to each other, but we're just better off not being physical. And he doesn't want what I want and I don't want what he wants. And that's the way it is right now. So it's, it's not even like, I'm like, Oh, love, lo love, Lorne, love lost, lo whatever heart sick. I'm not like pining for him as he leaves. Like I'm very, I feel very good about it, even though I enjoy his company. And if he did change overnight and was like, let's give this a shot. And I want to work this. I'd probably be open to it. I'm not going to lie. And I'm not putting that out there for any other reason than I just want to be honest about it, you know, but because he's not in the place, I'm not going to pine after someone who doesn't want what I want, which I feel like is a very healthy place to be. Uh, cause I, I hate liking someone who is unavailable. It's just like, that was what I did in my, up until like two months ago, let's be honest with ourselves. Um, so, but we were watching it and like, it just was our relationship. And at one point I was just like, I'm sorry, but isn't this weird that we're watching this show and we're living this show? Like I, he told me about some, like right before you watched the episode, he also was telling me about some date his mom set him up on. And I like, you know, when you try to act cool about something, but you're just not, <laughs> I was like, not wanting to hear about this girl that his mom set him up with because it's different. Like I'm the type of girl that I do like to hear about when he's into, like when a chick is into him, like when we were together and even when we weren't together, I liked hearing about his hookups. I didn't feel threatened by these women. I just didn't. And even if I did, whatever, I don't know. I was kind of turned on by it. And that's got kind of been a part of our flirtation and our like friendship is like, I ask him about the stuff he's doing. And I don't know, it just makes me kind of like turned on. Um, it, it does, it's not a two-way street. He does not like to hear about that stuff with me. So that's why when he asked about my dates, I like kept it very late. And I'm like, oh, I don't even know what I'm looking for. But I was being honest, I don't know what I'm looking for. And I'm, I don't really know that I'm open to a relationship. What we actually both arrived at is that like, and I, I think I've said this before, unless you're someone that I spend time with and I immediately am like, I wanna spend more time with this person, I don't think it's, I'm going to give it another shot. And maybe that's me being too, like, I need to go on two dates with people and give them more than that. But like, I feel like right away with all of my best friends, everyone in my life, I've known right away. And maybe that is just me being defensive and I don't want to find someone I'm scared of real intimacy and I have to give it more of a shot. But I just, unless you can, it, you're someone that I want to hang out with the next day, I'm not interested in like, pursue like dating and just seeing how it goes like I just want to know right away and that's kind of how I feel and that's how he kind of felt too and then we both just kind of sat in silence and then I was like you want to watch normal people and then we watched our relationship um shot in Ireland uh cinematically before our eyes like it was it's legit the same situation and I don't have a feeling normal people ends well like you feel like in the end they're not going to end up together which is probably what's going to happen with us I mean I, if I was a betting woman it's definitely what's going to happen with us because we both want different things but it is interesting to watch it before our eyes um 
That being said, I want to say that, and you know what? I don't even have to defend it. I, I have a lot of people coming at me and being like, why are you doing this dating show? This is just to get likes. It's just to get viewers. It's just, and it's like, no, I honestly do want to be open to other things. And I can't help how I feel about any situation or if I'm not into something. So I'm not going to get defensive here. And I'm just going to, I'm just telling you guys the truth. Um, what else did I want to say about that? Yeah. And that was it. And then, yeah, I just spent some, it's nice to spend some time with the opposite sex and especially someone who you used to have sex with because it gets your mind on that again, because my mind is not there. I've been trying to masturbate recently and there's just no, I've said this before, but I'm truly out of porns. Like there's no more porns for me to, to, there's no more content. I am so disappointed in porn. This is my final statement. I am so disappointed in porn. I did a whole special about how all I want is a gangbang where the woman is treated nicely. Those don't fucking exist. Even the smallest thing a guy says that is like supportive or shows her any kind of concern for her well-being during a gangbang, I like come immediately. The, the slightest, like a guy like propping her head up, a guy like um, being like good girl, like anything that falls under the umbrella of I'm not stomping a boot on your fucking face or spitting in your mouth. I'm like, oh, wow. Thank you so much for like supporting women. Like I give, I, it, it, all it would take for me to have the right kind of porn is like gangbangs that are nice to women. Why isn't that a category? Why does every gangbang have to be mean to women? Every single one of them. They're all abusive. And then I watched the, sh the show um, Hot Women Wanted or whatever the fuck it was on Netflix that me and Andrew watched the other night. And Hot Girls Wanted. 60% of porn is abusive to women. And the kind I watch is 100% because the kind I watch has women tied up, which I like, has women being forced to have orgasms, which I like, has women um, being dominated, which I like. But it doesn't have to be abusive. Just because you're being dominated and like having things done at you kind of against your will, even though you kind of like it, like, does it, do you have to be mean to the woman and slap her and shove her head into the hardwood floor and like have her get a splinter in her cheek? Why does it always have to be that way? I'm giving up. Kink.com. I don't want to give you my 30 bucks a month or whatever I've been giving you so far because you have no gangbangs that I want to watch anymore. They're all too mean. And if there is a moment that I can come from, it's like a split second in the rest of the video, which is an hour and 20 minutes that you put this girl through is worthless to me. And God forbid, I mean, this is all stuff I've already said in my special banging out on Netflix now. But let me reiterate. If a girl is choking on a penis or having to blow someone it's distracting from her having a good time. She's not having as good of a time as she could. So why during a gangbang does there always have to be a, a penis in her mouth every single time, the whole time? That is a like a blowjob is like work and you can't have fun when you're work. Yes, you can have a little bit of fun. And yes, I know there are girls that get turned on from sucking dick. I've been one of them before. I understand how you can get turned on by that. But the whole time, the whole time, I'm like fucking Sally Field and- uh, Ms. Doubtfire. That's all I have to say. 
I'm really desperate for some new porn. That's what I'm looking for. Gangbangs where the women are treated right. And you know what? I will even, I know I've only said this before that women could submit porn to me that you come across. Men, I'm opening it up to you because that's how desperate I am. Don't you be a fucking creep about it. Just set, if you come across a video, a gangbang, you don't have to go investigate for it. I don't want you doing any research on my behalf. But if you come across a gangbang or whatever, a girl is tied up and she's being treated gently, like on her head facial area, then send it my way. And don't give me a whole explanation. Don't be all horned up when you give it to me. If you're getting turned on by the idea of sending me porn, that's, this isn't for you. I just, I, I need help because I, I, I'm tapped out. There's no more porn left for me. There's nothing I'm into. Um, that's why I'm watching that fucking Zac Efron show again. Guys, um, it's been great sharing this time with you. I got to get back to work. I'm excited to announce what I'm doing on Tuesday night, but uh, you'll have to wait. And until then, <laughs> thanks for joining me on this very intimate episode. And I'll see you tomorrow on the show. Squirt, squirt, and jackpot. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Ow.